Grow the fuck up. Welcome to Grow the Fuck Up. I'm your host, Jada. Today we talked about... I talked to a good friend of mine, Rachel. Um, one of the Rachels that I, I like in my life. Um, we talked about very interesting things, uh, but half of the audio was naturally magically deleted so um we we had a friend come over who had a birthday recently her name is bell and we'll be hearing from bell um sometime soon i think um but another good friend and you know she had a birthday recently so she came over to my house to receive a gift from me while rachel was also here because we are all three good friends um we paused the audio and thinking that somehow it would not get deleted. I guess that's a thing that happens. Uh, but I went to go listen to the audio this morning so I could edit it while I was at work. And half of it's gone. It started recording whenever we picked up on the recording again. So if anybody knows why that happened, do let me know because I'm trying to Google about it and it's not saying anything. So I just gave up. Um, but anyways, Rachel, she kind of just, uh, talked about her childhood a little bit and honestly, she wanted to re-record anyways. Um, so I was just going to post this and then just do whatever she wanted to do next time. But looks like we'll have to do that anyways. Um, but where we picked up was I had asked her why her username on Instagram was all men need lobotomies. Um, and just to kind of explain, uh, where she's coming from with that because, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of men kind of just like, uh, assume that, you know, uh, people who say things like that are like fatherless or like some type of like stereotype, which is not the case, especially with somebody like Rachel. Um, so I was kind of interested in hearing what she had to say about that, but also, um, before that we talked about her childhood so we can just have her open up about that another time because she definitely had some really great things to say. Um, and then the second part of it, since Rachel and I only recorded like 45 minutes, I believe. No, 40 minutes. Um, so I wanted to fill up that, that segment so it's like a little bit longer. Um, and we I tagged in um, a friend visiting from out of town. He's a friend of Will's. His name is Brandon. Um, and Brandon had equally great things to say um definitely made for a podcast guest uh not even like a person that's like made to like make a podcast necessarily like he's just a really good he he has a lot to talk about and talks speaks very well on it so um it was really nice to have him on and um yeah i hope you guys like it i'm pretty bummed that all that audio got lost but you know it's it's whatever. Um, she's got a great memory. Oh, for context too, Rachel is uh, thir- 35. No, she is 28 right now. So she's a little bit older than me. I'm 23. Um, so she definitely took on like a big sister role in my life, which I greatly appreciate. Um, you know, we're just always there for each other. And um, I really, really just like love being around her. She and I met um, through a job together, our last jobs we had. We worked together. Rachel trained me. Rachel taught me everything I needed to do um, to succeed at my job, um, which didn't help because ironically I got fired. But uh, no, that 
that was a bad one. Um, no, she she taught me very well, and she did very well at that job too. It was a plant related job, which is something that she and I share um, interest in too. Indoor house plants and cacti, kind of just taught me about a lot of things about like adulthood too, and uh, how to get through that and. Just because she was able to offer a different perspective and um, from an older person's perspective, which I think we're also like of two different generations, too. So um, she maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. But she she just it was different. And um, I really do. I love this woman. She is my closest friend. And um a great person to know everybody who knows her loves her and adores her and uh, she brings a lot of positivity to this world that not many people can do so anyways I will uh, cut it out <laughs> like stop talking so much about her um, but thanks for tuning in I hope you guys like it I hope you guys like the uh, intro to the intro song that I did and um, I think I'm going to include some music, too, at the end uh, by Jack O'Reilly. He made a great song called All the Same. Just wanted to credit him. He's an amazing musician and artist and um, very funny guy. And thank you, Jack, for letting me use this on my podcast so much. I really appreciate you. Um, So, anyways, if you want to hear what Rachel's – if you want to hear Rachel's take on – men keep listening bye um i'm saying this as i'm getting ready to for a date for, for a little hangout so my relationship with men yeah it's it's I mean, I don't, I don't think it's any different than the next woman or female-bodied person. Um, but the things that I've been su- subjected to by men is just... Oh, my God. I, can we erase all that? No. We have, I cannot... I, I can, I'm going to cut it out, but just okay. keep going because we concentrate. I cannot concentrate right now. Um, so, I think, like where I was really starting to learn that men just sort of use their power because ultimately men have more power than women. That's just a known fact in our society. Um, And I I first realized that when I was in high school, well, maybe even younger than that, but more so in high school because there would be men that would – that I knew very well, like I went to a really small school, as I mentioned earlier, like it's a, it was a small private Christian school. Um, so I knew everyone, I knew all their fucking moms and all their siblings. And I knew, I just knew everyone. Right. But these men thought that it was okay to walk up to a girl and grab their vagina in the hallway. Mm. And we are wearing fucking uniform pants. Like we're literally like it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you look like. Like, everyone was subjected to some foolish shit. And I didn't like that. And ever since I was young, I kind of was like, I don't know. I just knew how to take up space in that area. And 
I, anytime someone did it to one of my friends, I would find the man. I was known for this. I would find the man, go up to, go up to him in the hallway, and I would pretend like I was going up to him for a hug, and I would knee him so fucking hard mm-hmm. in his balls so that he, like, collapsed. And yeah. that happened multiple, multiple times, and it's just, like, you can't fucking do that to women. Like, yeah. that's just not okay. So, anyway, amongst many other experiences, I just, I think women have to do a substantial substantially more amount of work than men have to in order to make it and um with that being said men a lot of the times aren't held accountable for their own actions and um there are select few that do but anyway i think that's where my relationship is right now just trying to yeah i know they're really low no just trying to take up space in a man's world, you know? There, there's some bro time happening. Yeah. They're smoking a bowl. Smoking a bowl right outside. Uh, right outside where we uh, are recording, which is my bedroom. So sorry if you hear any background noise. I don't want to be also rude and be like, can y'all shut up? Because, <laughs> yeah, I just... He yeah. pays rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, pay, he, he pays his bills. He's a man of the house. <laughs> he's, he's great, though. Like... Yeah. The thing is, is that I'm not looking at every man and being like, you're fucked up. Um, because ultimately, I think every man is fucked up, but, like, the way they go about it is always different. Yeah. So. We definitely, I, I personally live with very good men, and yeah. um, they are the exception. Yeah. I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, East Atlanta Village, but Oof. lots of garbage men out here. It's a cesspool, honestly. It, it really is, to the point where you just, like, as a woman, you don't even want to hang out there anymore. Not because yeah. you don't feel safe. You're just, like, surrounded by so many people who, I guess, d- damage you, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it was actually, like, men in EAD that prompted me to, like, finally get therapy, because I always said that Oof. I really didn't need to um, get therapy or I didn't, I wasn't ready. The, the point was that I wasn't ready. Cause yeah. I, like I talk about all the time, I did a lot of self-reflecting and I just truly didn't need the therapy. I, everything that I was trying to figure out at the time I was capable of doing on my own, which was which not many people were that lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a few experiences with men, uh, recently that are like in my friend my like group of friends um, or like group of people that I know yeah. and um, just like saying the most vile things that you can possibly say to a human being and then just completely playing the victim when they get singled yep. the fuck out yep. and it like I'm not saying that like the way that I reacted was the best. Like, I'm really not proud of that. But it's just, like, also what they did to provoke something like that is mm-hmm. also not okay. Yeah. And it it gets to the point where you just, like, don't even want to be around anybody that's a, a cis male. Yep, 100%. Like, anybody. It feels unsafe. It just, it, you don't even want to ruin your night. And you, yeah. I, I give people a lot of chances. You do. And I... You're a very fair person. I'm, I try to be fair. Like, when I, this one guy, he we're good now. But, like, he said something mean about me after an altercation between two, the two of us, like, on, on Twitter or something. And somebody... People were sending it to me. Yeah. And I Which was just... childish, by the way. If you have something to say, say it to someone's face. Y- yes, but also, I was like, y'all. Like, I know how that night turned out. He can call me a stupid bitch one time. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not warranted, but yeah, yeah. I'm just adding to your point that you okay. said that I'm fair. Yes, I, I yes, try yes. to be fair. Like if, Always. 
and um, very considerate. It, yeah, and but like, I don't know. It 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 was two experiences or three. I was verbally assaulted at, at one bar, um, and nobody stood up for me. I was that like, I I just like needed a break from life at that moment because. Yeah. It was it was so traumatizing, and then like as a black woman too, like people are like defend black women, protect black women, mm-hmm. and then you're Until getting you're getting verbally assaulted, and yet everybody has their hands up in the air. Yep. it just doesn't make any sense, men and women alike. Yep, um, one million percent. So I definitely the the all men need lobotomies. I definitely go through those phases um, quite often because it, it it's just they don't they aren't like. I don't know. I, I like I just can't even talk about it just it just gets me like super flustered because it's mm-hmm. just they're not they are not fair. They yeah. are the ones that, you know, are taking all of these chances that you give them and yeah. yet they still find a way in their mind that you deserve some type of like emotional abuse or mm-hmm. uh, verbal abuse or never physical but that that's where they draw the line i'm like at this point just hit me like i I don't even know why you're even holding back at this point because you're just disrespecting me to like you might as well no like yeah no extent like it's a it's wild the things that men have said to me Mm -hmm. and um and uh you know i give them fair shots one guy i've completely banned him from my house i i was just like he's not allowed here he he provoked a fight Mm-hmm. Um, between me, between me and him, when somebody else that we knew was drunk and like just not acting reasonable and was okay. saying all these things about me, me being the person that I am, which I shouldn't have done this, mm-hmm. but I was like, dude, like I'm here for you. Like, let's just calm down. Like, let's talk about this. What are you talking about? Like, I want to figure it out because I don't want you to be distressed. Right. And, um, this guy, it sounds like we're arguing, Mm -hmm. but we're not. Okay. And this guy turns around and he's like, Jada, stop causing problems. (sighs) Meanwhile, this other guy, like, though we weren't arguing, was being unkind. Right. And, you know, I have every right to defend myself, too. And, like... Yes, ma'am. Immediately when he said that, it was a trigger. And I'm not proud of this. It was a trigger because being my childhood growing up I was always the one that was blamed yep. for everything if my sibling like punched me which I'm not saying that this happened but I'm just using an example yeah. which it has happened but this example if they punched me and I like started screaming at them my mom would come in the room and like spank me right because she's like I don't care what they did like you are yelling and it's irritating me no and I would just get that happened one time when I was in high school like I was a teenager yeah. And I got, like, whooped so badly because my brother was picking on me. And I started yelling at him, and she just ran in there. And so that triggered me, and I I wasn't proud. And it took – but what I am happy about is um, that trigger caused me to be like, oh, there's some unresolved things that I need to solve because there's no reason why I should be reacting to somebody. Even though they're wrong, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be reacting to people this way. Um, That's – I mean – was very admirable. I don't think a lot yeah. of people would feel that way. Also, like he, like he was like making it seem like I was like drunk, so like I'm being stupid. Yeah, right. And he had to like drive me home too, which is only like two minutes. I was gonna walk because yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know EAV, but I feel safe 
an EAB walking at night and I live within walking distance. So uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck you. It's three in the morning. I'm just going to walk home. Yeah. And, um, you know, girls in the car were like, do not do that. And I was like, it's no issue to me. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to have this person disrespect me and then be all feel all high and mighty because they're like, well, she still needs something from me. Yeah. She needs a ride home. And taking advantage of the situation because he's sober. Yes, exactly. And, and that's men yeah. oftentimes prey on yeah. vulnerable. And I'm like, I literally told him. I said, I'm not like these other people that you can disrespect out in broad daylight. Yeah. Like I, yes, I have drank tonight, but I'm not drunk. Yeah, it doesn't justify. I am completely coherent. Yeah. And even um, if you were though, yeah. Who fucking cares? But like, who cares? But just like to that point, it's just like. You're doing this to somebody who is completely aware of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you seeing how you think that you're going to get away with this. Yeah. And then after that, I like banned him from my birthday, everything. And he scheduled like a dinner party on my birthday because and he was like, so what am I supposed to do Uh, when all my friends when all my friends are out and I'm home alone? figure it out and they were just like uh you could just apologize and he said yeah i was meaning to but i uh i just ran out of time or something like that okay so it's just like a super manipulative narcissistic narcissistic person yeah um and i just don't like people like that because it just reminds me of my mom and like i just i I don't like people who can take me to that place and not many people can um anyways we agree sometimes that all men need lobotomies um so, um, so do you think that you were properly prepared to enter the adult world? Fuck no. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Absolutely not. I was not aware of anything. And truthfully, like I'm still not like I, every day has been a process since I stepped foot at the university that I was saying earlier, I went to Kennesaw state and I was like, Oh, there are so many people here. Like, this is what the real world looks like and while my parents raised me in a way that they thought was best obviously like I'm loving to death but they thought it was best but truthfully it wasn't um I begged and begged and begged to go to public school because I just saw how much different and how much more real um life was and they they wouldn't allow it they just wanted I think they just wanted to protect me and keep me in a bubble but with that being said, I, you know, I wasn't aware of how to do a lot of things on my own. So by the time that I had independence, I, like I said earlier, I was like, I'm never going to have sex before marriage. I'm never going to drink or do drugs or any of that. Well, all that went out the window within less than two months. Um, and it's because these opportunities were handed to me and I didn't know what to do with them besides say yes, because it seemed fun. seemed like an experience and it was. Um, and I don't regret it, but yeah, I don't think I was ever prepared mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Not even in the slightest, if we're being honest. I, um, I definitely wasn't. I'm still like backtracking. Like okay. I, I am like, uh, okay. Like it's the bad part is that you unlearning about unlearning things as an adult Yep. is, um, when I, whenever you're somebody like me, you're like stuck in a time warp. It seems like, mm, like you, you like. Okay, so before I moved down to my parents' house, or obviously, like I needed to go for years yeah. before I finally did. 
I would always find an excuse to be like, I'm not ready. Yeah. Knowing that I was in an abusive, toxic household, which was way worse when I was in high school, by the way. And um, it got better, but it, it was not a normal uh, situation. Right. And um, I would still just find a way to still be there because I wanted my mom to like me. Yeah. And I, things to change. I wanted, I wanted to make up for lost time mm. and not in a way that's like, Hey mom, like let's spend time together. My reaction to things were so childlike yeah. and how I felt about things were so childlike because I was not making up for lost time, but feeling like I'm in that time and still asking for it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It does. So it was just, I was it, in the most childlike way, like, wanting my parents' attention mm-hmm. and as an adult. Like, that is so insane to me. And, like, I definitely, like, do, did a lot of things, took care of things on my own. Like, like I said and before, like, I, be between myself and my brother, we're the two middle out of four. Like, we've. I bought my own car mm-hmm. and um, I pay my I've paid my own phone bill for several years now um, and car payments and all of that stuff like I moved out and I you know I do everything on my own and um, she's independent when I asked yeah like when I first moved in like my parents did like help me but it wasn't because like it wasn't like a planned thing. It was like shit. Like I, I have a bad paying job. Like I just moved out, but I needed to move out. Like, what can you do to help me? Like, you're the only people that I can ask. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, well, I guess you know what I mean. And um, before that, like they were like, you have to leave. Like it was a very, very stressful way to exit. Yeah. And um, it was a lot of telling me that I wasn't gonna be missed, which I was told that for many years of my life and I would go on vacation and like I would say one thing and they'd be like it was so much better when you weren't here and I just I um yeah I just despite me being responsible in those ways um I finally got it together but I mean like I moved in the next month I got fired from my job Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, well, a little less than two weeks, I got a better paying, like, gig, started nannying and stuff, and um, able to pay my bills and still, like, do stuff for myself, which I would have done that anyways. I just, my money management is horrible, Um, but now I have, like, the funds to actually, (laughs) like, back that up, Um, but I, uh, despite that, I just, I felt like I was still missing something, but also not wanting wanting the interaction from my mom because she did so many bad things to me yeah um so yeah like I just feel like I'm still like I'm learning how to be an adult and um and I and there's a lot of people who have it more figured out right now of course there's always going to be someone who has it more yeah and I always have to remember that like everybody's on their own timeline but like I wish that I would have finished college I dropped out twice I'm I'm back now but it's just like I just felt like, I just felt like so behind, like with everything because of what I went through. Let me also validate that though, because that's me being 28. um, Obviously I'm well into my twenties and I'm closer to approaching my thirties. 
and that is a feeling that I felt throughout this whole decade of my life like just feeling like someone next to me had more mm-hmm. and um, they're accomplishing more and feeling so behind and like stuck and paralyzed in the feeling of self-doubt and a lack of self-confidence but at the end of the day no one has their shit figured out I don't care if you're 45 I don't care if you're 12 nobody has their shit figured out and it's definitely like I've gone through a lot of really difficult times in my life in the past eight years just trying to get through that doubt the Mm -hmm. self-doubt so everyone feels that way, but not everyone talks about it. Like, yeah. it's not it's not like a, a thing that's always talked about. It's it's more so let's flex what kind of job I have. Let's flex what kind of car I've got. Let's, you know, let, let's talk about the things that make me look good, but let's not talk about what is the vulnerable part of our lives, you know? And um, I think almost everyone our age has had – I know it's almost time for me to go. Well, I'm just making sure that this time is okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to go. Yeah. Um, but – all of this to say, no one's got their shit figured out. Yeah. I don't care what childhood you had. I don't care what kind of whatever privileges, what have whatever privileges you don't have. Everyone's got their own shit. It's just not talked about. Yeah. So that's why I appreciate this and like this platform that you're creating because you're able to give people a place to give up space and open up. Without vaguely being like, social media isn't real and it's like that doesn't help anybody like it doesn't help anybody visualize like what you're actually talking about right like social media is such a corny place to me but like i love it and i love making fun of it it's it's now at this point like i took social media so seriously i've had it since i was in elementary school yeah and um so like i had my cringy times but now i'm like Everybody like is is just so silly like in everything that they do and um, I'm I'm happy and lucky to have that perspective but not a lot of people do and then you just like I said have the vague social media ain't real live your life live your truth and it's like no like we need to find a better way to uh, you know open up that dialogue for people. Yeah. Absolutely. We only scratched the fucking surface. I know. Well, this is going to be a short episode, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Sorry y'all. It's fine. Rachel has a date, and we... Gotta go. Belle, she um, she was here. We had to gossip about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. and Lots to catch we're, up. We'll hear about Belle soon, but oh, uh, it was her birthday recently, and we'll, we're, we'll hear from Belle, and, um, you know, we had to catch up a bit, but yeah. Rachel's got a date with a man that... That needs he's, to, he's in therapy, y'all. He's in therapy, which is great. I mean... He's in therapy. He I, said that... I said, okay, you might be exempt. And he said, no, I think I still need one. A Referring to a lobotomy. So, he's real. He's with it. We'll see. Who fucking knows? I don't think... I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it's... over Above all else, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like even just going on one date is enough yeah too because just to have that experience with somebody one good time is would be enough for me yeah absolutely um i'm with you on that okay well all right y'all you said don't follow anybody or don't find her on (laughs) social media but she said it don't you can follow my main if you if you would like if you've made it this far yeah it's young swiss chard y-u-n-g swiss chard like the vegetable it is, it's a, I guess, I don't know what, what year it's from. It's a Rebel, it's a Canon Rebel 2000 EOS. Nice. 
Okay, so do you know what my podcast is about? No idea. Your eyes are so pretty. Yeah, I got that silver ring, or I'm sorry, gold ring on the by Well, have you seen his eyes before? Check them yeah. out. Gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, you guys both have nice eyes, though, so it's fine. I just have, like, brown, which is which is just as nice. They're rich, though. They have some yeah, depth. They're rich. They're like uh, a piece of uh, chocolate candy. Yeah, so like a great piece of, like, aged, you know, like, for, you know, like an antique from, like, you know, 100 years ago. <laughs> like yeah, something that they don't make like that anymore, type heat, you know? <laughs> so, um, anyways, Brandon, my podcast is called Grow the Fuck Up. Okay. It's about uh, different perspectives of growing up. Me and Rachel had a great conversation about uh male toxicity mm. christian toxicity yeah, yeah, and uh all that stuff but um so where are you from i'm uh from phoenix arizona originally. what yeah i grew up in the west valley like goodyear mitchell park stuff like that you grew up okay so phoenix arizona period is where i actually wanted to go to college just, Sick. What's, just what school specifically just any school mm. because i um i love like the desert and stuff but yeah, somebody nice. recently was telling me that i shouldn't go there for the desert well, Arizona is like interesting because everyone there like loves money and hates taste. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's like pretty universal, you know. And I spent some time um, in the Caribbean when I was like 20. Um, I lived there for a year and I came back to Phoenix. And it was nuts because I had realized that like every plant from my childhood in like the neighborhoods uh-huh. had been put there by like a designer on like a blueprint, you know. And, like mm-hmm. it had like the colored pencil shading of like we'll put a bush here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, really nuts to like be in the environment of like you know nature's just going to decide, you know human life and human adaptation damn it was cool this fucking guy said uh podcast i'm gonna be a great guest I, i'm, I'm gonna, gonna talk. i can't whip it up you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean like just trying to slow my heartbeat heartbeat down a little bit you know? yeah yeah so um so you grew up in phoenix arizona so where what do you do now i'm uh opening a coffee shop in athens georgia <gasps> called choco pronto but for the Ooh. last five years i made all of the chocolate for condor chocolates what is Condor Chocolate? Condor Chocolates is a bean to bar chocolate manufacturing like entity in Athens, Georgia. I took like raw organic cacao from Ecuador exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only country we sourced cacao from and uh, turned it into chocolate bars for them. So that's where you met Will in uh, Athens? I met Will through a bunch of friends. Yes, in Athens. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's good. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, sorry. I was actually raised by lesbians. I can't turn that shit off. You have LGBTQ parents? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. My mom and uh, Brandy, her partner, have been together for like 26, 7 years. Like oh, my gosh. Yeah. This guy. Super blessed. This guy said, my life, mm, I am the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, what I mean to say is I just, I'll say yes, ma'am. I've, I've done no control over it. No, I love that because, okay, so I used to be a newborn baby photographer. Wow. And so that means that I would go on commission um, to the hospital and I would, um, the day after the baby was born, so like I was capturing umbilical cord and all, and I would just have to offer like my services to each parent, obviously each parent, because you get like a free slideshow and everything like that. So like, it's up to you whether or not you want to buy it, but most people did buy my pictures, which I'm blessed. Anyways. I believe it. So um, I... I brought that up because I would have families who were lesbians and they were like taking turns having the kid, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think is just so fucking cool. Like they're both laying in the bed and they're I'm like, so which one just gave birth? And they're just like, uh, me. And (laughs) it's so like, 
I loved situations like that yeah. because it was just like it's also fun. Like well, the electricity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like to be around like that amount of excitement is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like also fun like thinking about like those uh parent those like moms that were like, Okay, like who's gonna do it this time? Like who's gonna have the baby this time? <laughs> yeah. So is was it the same situation or well, I always I, I used to spend like a long time, like a long uh, you know, I had a whole diatribe about this, but mm-hmm. lately I've just been telling the truth, which is my dad got Ross. Like from Friends, you know, where Ross was dating a woman. And oh, they, I never they, watched Friends. Oh, you never did. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so Ross is da- married to this woman, and they mm-hmm. have a child. And then mm-hmm. out, shortly after having the child, the woman tells Ross, "Hey, I ha- I'm a lesbian." You mm. know, and um, I think it, they go into her journey and all that stuff. You know, I think my mom. Um, I actually am the product of a single interaction at a frat house at ASU. Or, like, mm-hmm. around ASU. You know, okay. my parents had met the one time and, like, you know, I guess hooked, hooked up and had me. It was, like, just an accident. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, you know, uh, my brother came along, like, three years later than they, they had They split. stayed together? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, my mom has her own journey and all that stuff. I don't want to tell her story twi- quite throughout and everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she sort of had a tough upbringing and struggled with some things. And I, I don't think had the opportunity to bask in that amount of... Um, the amount of grace it takes to like you know learn mm-hmm. who you are and develop a sense of self you know yeah. I think she and you, speaking of growing up you know she was she sprung into mm-hmm. adulthood you know yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in my opinion um, and so you know um, they had they had interacted and, and I think hung out maybe once or twice before and then uh, yeah then had me and then my mom and dad stayed together for three years had my brother and mm. then my mom uh, basically came out to my dad and they and they had a divorce they broke up it was amicable though oh I, i'm so lucky dude yeah. it's super silly like it's unbelievable honestly like three or four years later after they split up like sitting next to each other at soccer games my mom met brandy through like a family friend and like mm-hmm. that's a whole super cool love story about them like brandy was struggling with stuff and my mom kind of was like the mm-hmm. person sent to go grab her and be like you know go get you know take care of brandy and they might have fallen in love a little bit. yeah you know um and so the all all four of them sitting next to each other just laughing no problem you know like i'm incredibly blessed how do you not like make that into like your bit as like a joke i'm sure it was for a long time i'm sure like i told people you know like i went to camp growing and stuff up and stuff i'm sure it was like the fourth thing i said yeah yeah well no like i'm saying like for your parents too like or like your dad at least like for people i can't i just can't imagine somebody like being angry about like their partner being like oh, by the way, like, I just, um, this isn't going to work because blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, like, I'm, I'm gay and or um, lesbian. Yeah. Uh, like, how do you not make that into a bit? It's like, yeah, like, we have a divorce. She's, I turned her into a lesbian. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you not make that funny? So, like, if I ever heard, and usually I do hear, like, the for the few times that I've heard about that situation, it, it is, like, a funny thing, but, like, just imagining like that divorce not being like yeah. amicable would just be like how and i think it'd be like incredibly tough you know like, yeah. everybody like really expects what they think to happen to happen yeah. you know mm-hmm. and the moment that gets ripped away from like most most men that i know are get remarkably upset with what they want in front of them not being the case yeah, you know? yeah. so i don't know i i think um there's a lot to be said about my you know, because my dad was Christian and came from a big Christian out, 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 upbringing, and uh, there was a sense of, like, I think he was very hurt by it, maybe, you can right. say, and I think he was just um, 
I, I think the term I would say is sort of bogged down from it, you know, like he just yeah. didn't know where he was and they all of it happened when they were so young. So there was like a transition period, but they were always incredibly friendly and incredibly That's amicable. Good. Yeah. Never, never, you know, shittiness or crappiness or short sightedness. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there was like, it definitely took a couple of years until they were like chummy again, you know, Aww. and then from then they, I think had a beautiful relationship and my yeah. dad got remarried to like a high school sweetheart and had three kids of his own. And right. I had these really rad, you know, steps of, and I think the oldest is 13 so yeah you know it's it's crazy how life can fall into place if you allow it to be what it should be yeah so um what did you what did you think it meant to grow up when you were a kid from a kid's perspective oh man I was psyched for it always mm-hmm. like I'm there you know I wanted to drive immediately I just mm-hmm. wanted that I guess maybe control would be the word I'd, I would use like I was really looking for some sense of like you know I'd always had somebody drive me around I wanted my hands on the wheel I think mm-hmm. and like every aspect of um, coming to be, you know, a, a, an adult, you know, with like life skills and all that stuff. And I had, you know, taken that roasting course in a I roasting course. Coffee oh, roasting. Oh, yes, I, was yeah. Like, yeah, I started. Yeah, I started roasting coffee. Are you like making like, fun of people? Oh no, living? yeah, no. This is how you really rib them, you know. <laughs> It's like, uh, wait, the rose? Hold yeah, on. Somebody says something to you, just how you cut them down, all right? You come take my course. <laughs> I'm not a, my brain is very, very slow at processing. And for, I'm no, ta- I'm flying. I'm know. taking a communication course right now. And, like, I was studying today about, like, the thoughts of, like, uh, thinking or, mm-hmm. like, retaining information yeah. or something like that. And I was just like, damn, like, all of this shit just flies right mm-hmm. past me. So, yeah. uh and I don't, like, actually take time to, like, process the information. So Dude, you got to say, like, you, you know, and also I have, like, ADHD. So I oh, forgot same. that you yeah. do coffee. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, hold <laughs> on. We were just talking about chocolate. Right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I grew up, I would say it would be really a privileged statement to say I grew up fast. Because mm-hmm. I grew up, uh, you know, when I was 18, you know, and did interesting things. But I really didn't have any sense of, like, before that I was certainly a kid and had a had a very earnest, you know, childhood for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I when I was 17, I was looking for a way to do cool shit. You know, I really wanted to. Um, and I took a coffee roasting course in Vermont after working at, like, a haunted house for the season of October. I, like, saved up enough money. Took the coffee roasting course in Vermont and then met a guy who owned the coffee roastery in St. Thomas and then moved to the Caribbean and worked there mm-hmm. until I was 19. So, like, I was I went, you know, and did a bunch of out there stuff right when I was able to. Yeah. Um, okay, so I... So you were saying that you, like, kind of came to a realization about everything when you were 18. I was, I, well, I was like, 17. I was 17. like, I really, I want to dive in and, and do something that scares the shit out of me a little bit, you know? And I, mm. I think college, I mean, I barely graduated high school, graduated high school, like, skin in my teeth, you know, week of, are we going to pull it off type B, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just was certainly aware of college not being a pursuit, so I had to figure out something to do to not feel bad when everyone around me just left and, you know, did something, you know? And so coffee roasting... I had no plan to do anything with it other than to come back from Phoenix and work, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, diving out there was certainly uh, nuts for sure. Yeah. So wait, how old are you? I'm 27. What? I just turned 27. Yeah. Surprising. Am I too young or too old? No, I just I don't know. It, okay, so there's like no like uh, other like thought process. Mind. No deeper like reason why I was just like what well I guess the question I should ask is what do you have an idea of my age before you know we sat down and started talking? I don't know why well okay so like most people that I'm a that? that's my lady your girlfriend yeah my partner yeah the okay. reason I'm in Georgia for sure 
She wait, okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. So no, it's just like most people that I run into in the AV, they're like 30. 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. that's all. Yeah, but, and I live in Athens too, for sure. I don't know why I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so um, so you are here because of your girlfriend. My special lady friend, yes. My soon to be fiance. Yes. Wait. Does she know? No. I mean, kind of, but not, no, not, not so literally. Hopefully in February. I have to get my grandmother's ring cut up to her sort of like what she wants. So Let's stop. I can pull that off. We stop selling the secret. Nobody knows her name. But I'm going to post this. <laughs> that would matter, yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll not tell her about it until after I propose. And then I'll be like, check this out. I talk about Wait, it. Wait, can I come? Can I be like the maid of honor? Well, you probably have to meet her. Uh, you guys would at least have to shake hands before that happens, I'd imagine. <laughs> Me being like, I'm important enough to be somebody yeah. that I don't know is yeah. made of honor. I will take the reins to this wedding as your maid of honor, yeah. and it's nice I'll, to meet you too. I'll plan the whole wedding. <laughs> I just love things like that. You plan the wedding. That'd be, that'd so, be tight. I want, would I have to pay you if you did that? I'd yeah. have to pay you if you did that. You would have to pay me at least $50. Done. Oh, so done. Um, 25 up front. No. no. Uh, rent is due this Friday. Yeah, true, yes. <laughs> um, so, Sorry. No. So, wait, what color is the ring? Because I'm a, I'm a slag for gold jewelry. So, so my, it, it is gold. My great-grandmother, it's her ring. It's Grandma Evie's ring. Evie LaRue was mm-hmm. her name. And her first name was E-V-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband died in, like, 67. And she ran the cattle, that his cattle farm mm-hmm. until 85 by herself. Like, just mm-hmm. a tough, like, brass, you know, like, just no shit-taking type uh, old lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, my mom has vivid memories of them driving around her property. And my great-grandmother's, like, big Cadillac. Cause she bought a new one every year after they sold their cattle. And apparently gophers are, like, a big problem for cattle. You know, they'll break their legs with the holes and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, my mom has vivid memories of Grandma LaRue, like, taking a shotgun and, like, killing gophers out the side of the Cadillac and, like, being like, okay, kids, one, two, three, boom, you know? Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. It's fascinating. So she remind your girlfriend reminds you of her. Oh, yeah. Tori's the most... Uh-oh. Sutter name. There it is. Yes! Oh, God, oh man, Let's spill the beans! Cat, it's like a little springy surprise toy. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. Tori is the most powerful person I've ever met. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's When's for her sure. birthday? Her birthday is January 25th. She's a... Aquarius. Sure. She is an Aquarius. Nice. I had to think about it for a second. Okay. When when's your birthday? My birthday is August twenty fifth. So you're a Virgo. Yes. And you just had a birthday. Yes, I did. Yeah, twenty seven. Well, I can hear that in the microphone. Oh shoot, sorry. It's a fine. If if you're gonna let it ring, it's his dad calling him and he yeah. said, Dad, Pop. I'm uh, literally on a podcast. I don't know why right he's called me. I haven't talked to him in like a week. Okay. And he's calling me now, it's just kinda of fun. Yeah. Um, so so how did you, so how long have you been dating this uh, character that we don't know her name? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. Eight years. Eight years. So yeah. it's time. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and like, you know, the whole lesbian Is mom thing, like my, my moms are still not married. Yeah. I just really don't, I, th- I think they have all of the like legality stuff figured out, you know, um, but like they're not, they don't have any like marriage license or anything. They've never quite done the so wedding process. are you going to do like. Whatever, yeah, whatever Tori would like to have happen. I personally just never really found, I, and actually until. You know, it was legal for gay people to get married. I had no intention of ever having a, an actual marriage if, yeah. my mom, if my mom couldn't, you know. So yeah. um, I've always just waited for her to poke me and say, hey, you know. So And that happened probably in January of this last year. And mm-hmm. Right. So how did you figure out that she was, like, worth marrying? I mean, <laughs> to be frank with you, I, you know, it, it never uh, ceases to amaze me at her capacity to be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just so friggin' intelligent, you know, and compassionate, Um 
So I don't know. I guess it's every waking second I spend with her, it feels like bliss. That's why I want to be with her. Yeah. So, like, are you going to, like, ever have children? Or... I don't know. I really would like to adopt. That yeah. that, that that would be the best case scenario is mm-hmm. to grab somebody who's already here and raise the crap out of them, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's just so many stinking kids that need that. And especially after COVID, you know, it's, so, it's one of those things you certainly don't want to know about, how, how much that's uh, become more of a thing, you know, orphans yeah. and stuff since that has happened so i i would like to have uh some kids that are not my own i think is the case Mm. but it's so expensive you i think if i'm not mistaken you have to like be christian or it's very christian tied and uh convoluted so i don't know i I haven't started the process you think it's like loophole laws to like keep gay people oh certainly yeah Yeah, definitely yeah i think that's what that is and i think any uh any conversation about that that's not that outcome being the case it's just totally on not on the level you know it's yeah. like it's we must face reality in reality's terms especially as yeah. things get more crazy and nuts you know i can imagine like how difficult it is to find like an agent or like a doctor that will do like alternative forms i might of, like... be mistaken about this but it's like 40 grand to adopt a kid yeah sorry to interrupt you no i mean but that's how much it is to like have a kid on your own true so so like i don't know that makes sense but like I just feel like there's, I don't know if your mom, like, ever experienced this, but, like, so much uh, discrimination to the point where it's, like, so hard to find somebody who will, like, actually work with you whenever you're Mm. trying to do a non-traditional way of having a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I can't fathom. Yeah. Yeah, It it has to be one of the most, like, disheartening situations to be in, I imagine. You know, like, it has to be the idea that it's not... You know, you know you're a good person. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like you, you must convince this other person. I mean, and like I said, I don't quite understand the process enough to talk about it. But it just yeah. it does seem like um, a whole set of hurdles, and right, and they kind of make their form right in front of you as you're jumping. Yeah, damn. Well, what time do you guys have to go to these? To these uh, shows? We probably could skate. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we have it half an hour until doors. So. Oh shit! Sink some peebers or something. Sink some peebers. The PBRs, you know. Pabst Blue oh, Ribbon. Oh, sip some, you said what? Sip some Peebers. Pabst Blue Ribbon comes out with another beer, like a coffee beer, right? But they yeah. put that blue ribbon on it? That didn't get a ribbon. Yeah. There's no ribbon. That didn't win an award, bro. It's yeah. just a new coffee beer. Get the get out of here. Well, I don't know enough about either to know this joke that, that you're saying. That's just a little, yeah, just where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently, so we can talk about coffee because that's a part of growing up. Yeah. You, like I can't, like I was never a coffee person, but now I can't function without it. Yeah, caffeine's uh, nuts, too. What a crazy addiction we all have. Well, I... Okay, so I used to work at a plant store that is also a coffee shop. Mm, and, that's cool. And uh, they, like, roast their beans and stuff like that. And some guy, the barista that was working there, he told me that caffeine is not, like, giving you energy. It's just stopping whatever makes you tired from, like, happening. Is, yeah. is that, tr- like... I'm not sure. I mean, I, what I know about caffeine is it really makes me feel super bad. And I'm like, why do I feel bad? And it's because of caffeine, like, all the time, you know. Mm. <laughs> and I drink a bunch of water and try to offset it. But uh, yeah. it, it's something that as I get older and as I'm growing up, you know, I have to be a lot smarter about, you know, because I coffee is something that uh, mm-hmm. is incredible because there's no it's very accessible in the price point and you if you want to can make incredible coffee if you mm-hmm. sort of put it through the right parameters so in, yeah. other, in other words like it's super fun you know like mm-hmm. to get a bag of really interesting coffee in and have a little brewer and adjust the grind size until it's just absolutely stellar and super super stinky tasty and I, I fell yeah. in love with espresso because of that I mean I can sit for three hours and make espresso shots so sweet that you know like they're like candy like you know and it, yeah. it's 
it's uh, it's a ton of fun. And as I get older, I have to self police and start like spitting the coffee out. Otherwise, I'll be like five o'clock, like oh, now I'm sick, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I'm an iced coffee bitch. Mm. Do you ever do uh, flash brews? Like uh, like flash that? iced coffee? Do you ever make? Do you make pour brews, manual brew coffee? Though? So I have a French press. Mm. And mm. wait, where's Will? He said, oh, I thought no, I don't know. He was right behind me last time. Was I, don't, I think he just didn't want to sit on my bed, so he, so he just he, he booted and scooted. He sit it outside. He sit it outside, y'all. I'm from Georgia. Um, I have a French press machine, and I just now learned how to like actually make a good coffee because I would That's buy awesome. those like instant coffee, the mm. Starbucks ones, because mm-hmm. I love Starbucks. Yeah, sorry, and yeah, mermaid. Um, Huh? That mermaid? No, I would get an actual drink. I sure. would either get the uh, the refresher, which yeah. is just caffeinated water, right. basically, and <laughs> uh, well, it tastes sweet. Too. Yeah, I bet it's so, I bet it's so delicious. It's so good. And yeah. then um, I would get like an iced like a espr- or espresso, cool. shaken espresso. Um, but I ha- it has to be sweet. So I just started making like my own like uh, brown sugar syrup and stuff like that because oh I just need it to be like extra sweet. Yeah, and have that like fun, you know, like what you're looking for, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing about coffee is we always have to give people exactly what they're looking for. And I think mm-hmm. the value judgment on that is just crazy ignorant, you know. Yeah. Like I get into it because of my own, you know, you know, tactics and all the things I found to be valuable. But what you find to be valuable is just as valuable mm-hmm. as that. I'm going to text Will and tell him that he can come in here. Okay. Will, you can come in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the show. Uh, Thank you. It's, it, it's, it's fun to be on a podcast. I've never quite done it. I've been thinking about starting one or doing content and all that stuff, but I've you never should. quite done it. Before. Wait, what would yours be about? Uh, well, you know, I had a kind of an idea to do a, like a very short podcast I put out weekly that was just kind of like a, hey, check all this stuff out. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of like very low listener music and a lot of like very new stuff you know like all the bands i listen to tonight are going to see tonight like gt and research reactor core and cherry cheeks like all i think have less than five thousand listeners a month and it, they're all super new you know which is exciting mm-hmm. so i really try to follow that like train of who's coming out with what and all that stuff and it'd be cool just to kind of put people onto new hardcore music and new punk and different things like that yeah i mean just to be a kind of a trampoline you know like, bringing, check, check this out check this out check bringing this out back by. radio yeah or like pre-recorded radio. Well, I had an idea to do like a live, like twit, like a TikTok show. You know, where mm. like I was almost like a little bit of a talk show moment, um, mm-hmm. and I could just be like, check all this shit out, and then goodbye. You know, and not... I mean, yeah, there's um, there's a few like Instagram pages like that. Yeah. There's a guy called like Talk to Pops, nice. um, and he does stuff like that. And then there's a guy who's like a a DJ, mm. but he takes records, spins them, and like in the content it the content is like he's telling people where the samples from the initial record is from yeah so he'll start spinning like the old record yeah like the 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 person who like right right is singing it who made it popular like they'll get it from like martha reeve and the vandellas and it's like it'll be from this uh, you know mf doom songs where this comes from yeah yeah that's yeah he does that so i mean like there's a there's a there's a little corner for everybody yeah um so like you definitely could get away with probably just about doing anything somebody's gonna listen to yeah, it yeah we'll see we'll see what happens you know maybe it'll be fun just to kind of yeah. get on the mic and, and mess around a little bit chop it up you know knife and cutting board we'll see oh my god uh so <laughs> <laughs> i have no I, idea if i will or not you know <laughs> so um 
your siblings, you you have a blended family, or do you have like biological siblings? You have, I have a brother. One, one biological brother, Nick, who's uh-huh. twenty five, okay. um, or about to be twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, he's just he's really cool. He went he went to ASU, and he was the first class to go through their fashion construction program. And mm. uh, he makes clothes and stuff, and uh, isn't doing as much anymore. He's about he got into Emory, so he's about to go to Emory this summer, and I think mm-hmm. he wants to be like. The guy that works at the Smithsonian in, in Smithsonian Museum in like the room with all the little drawers, you know, I think is his bag. He wants to be like an archivist, Ooh. so that's that's what he has got going on. And then it's Harry, Lizzie, and Anna, and my half siblings mm. in Arizona. So do you like do you visit Arizona? Often? I, I go like twice a year if I'm lucky. You know, I try to. Uh, it's hard, you know. And I think as I in the other part about growing up, you know, as I, the homesickness stuff is really creeping in, and and you know, like there's the grass growing growing up through the cobblestones of homesickness. You know, um, every yeah. time I go home, it's just a little bit harder to come back. You know, and yeah. I had to go back the last few times and put some people on the ground. You know, some relatives that had mm-hmm. passed, and it's just that transition is just so hard for everybody and. You know, and it's hard to be away and not be able to help. You know, you can only call yeah. so much. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been really, uh, I think I've gotten the reality check of my distance in the last six months, to be frank. Yeah, I mean, how is, so recently somebody passed away? Yeah, my ago? yeah my great aunt Cheryl passed this last mm. September. Early, or no, I'm sorry, it was August, late August. And she was just a maverick. This lovely, year? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Lovely human being, you know. Okay. Um, like, she was on the cover of Arizona Realty. She was, like, uh-huh. a big-time broker. Like, she's she was a hoss, you know. Like, mm-hmm. took no shit yeah. and worked with men for decades and decades and decades. And did very well. And it just, I don't know. Hard to see the cool ones go. It's always yeah. difficult. Um, Damn, I had a great aunt pass away last September, really? August. And I had to go out to California. And, like, that is, like... I don't know. She was, she's my great aunt. So like, but most of my, my older relative. I think that's Amelia. Why, why did you leave? Oh, I was was in the bathroom. Oh, you can grab a chair if you want. Okay. Um, anyways, I went to, uh, California and it was just like, it was just so weird. Like, see, cause like, because she's my great aunt, she was older. Like, Mm -hmm. My seeing all my other like my parents and you know their cousins and stuff like that like have talk about like this whole life that you haven't even ex- you've never experienced because I wasn't alive is like so crazy and oh dude my, Cheryl partied so hard too like all the stories of hers were like yeah, yeah we were drinking and then this happened Same and then with we this were like aunt, yeah. partying and then this happened yeah. yeah we were going to visit friends here and there and like ah. Oh. Man, it's cool to hear how much fun, like, our elders had. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a gift. It's so rad. I always said if I, I, I wish I was uh, around in the 70s so I could do cocaine. Right. Well, now you gotta fucking put it through the pharmaceutical. You gotta be a microbiologist to do rails, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh, let everybody get to have the fun uh, with pure coke. Uh, and now, you know, we're going through, like, a whole thing. With I, think, I think it's weird how, like, weed and coke have just switched, you know? Yeah. It's like, weed's gotten, like, so much better and coke's just, like, gotten way more dangerous and like they're both on the opposite tracks you know for sure have you ever wait we don't have to talk about that i've never i've i did uh, i did coke a lot when i was in st thomas but not really after uh-huh wait um, what is st thomas when i moved i moved to the caribbean when i was like 19 18 um how long were you there a year like 10 months but I did a, some a lot of that stuff there, and it definitely had something to do with me leaving, you know. And mm-hmm. so as an adult, afterwards, I just haven't. I just have always decided it wasn't for me. 
Yeah, that's scary to think about. I always said that like people did all the, the all, did all of that stuff for me, so I don't have to do it. Well, and I remember, you know, it wasn't quite Cheryl's husband. Another great aunt's husband told me when I was like fucking like fifteen, he was like, "Brandon, don't do hard drugs. You're gonna love it." Yeah, you know, and I think that's a big part of it for sure. There is this lady who who's on TikTok and she does ASL, mm. and um, she would she made this like viral video where she was like. Uh, when you do drugs, you're gonna have fun. Oh yeah. And then she just like she like just dwindles down. And she's just like, but then you're gonna want to keep doing it. Yeah. And he, like yeah. just getting into it. And she was like, drugs are fun, yes, but yeah. you like lose your mind too quickly. It's like riding a roller coaster over and over again. Like yeah. the twentieth time on that trip, you can fall asleep on that little you know mm-hmm. fucking ra- those train train yeah. tracks. You know. What do you say, Will? I think it highly depends. I think talking about drugs being one experience is. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why people do so much fucking drugs. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I've talked on the last episode, I guess, about being, growing up in like a super strict Christian community. Mm-hmm. And part of that was they talked about smoking a cigarette the same way they talked about doing heroin. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> of course, when I realized that, that, that it was all lies, I was like, cool, I'm going to do every fucking drug I can get my hands on because... Same. Clearly, I've been lied to about everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, accuracy is real yeah. important. So I think if you know, if people who like didn't know mm-hmm. what anything about weed stopped trying to tell people what weed was like, same mm-hmm. thing with coke, same thing with mm-hmm. psychedelics, etc., uh, opioids, it would um, give people a lot more of an understanding of what the fuck's going on. Because context is key. Yeah, I, because uh, like. Yeah, like my parents thought that weed was like a hallucinogen, and it's like <laughs> my dad was a roadie for Elton John on what? The, in 1973. Okay. What is he talking about? Yeah, he and, just and bold face lying to your face? No, he just straight up doesn't know what weed is. Like he's never he's How? never done it. Well, that was the one comment I, every, that Elton made about his biography. Was the one thing that was missing was all the damn drugs. Mm. Oh yeah, he was it, like, you it, know, they didn't show all that, and there was a lot of that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can I can believe it. Can you imagine him singing, you know, like, all yoked up? That'd be so cool. With him on the piano, fucking, like, a white upper lip. <laughs> just hitting the keys and singing his ass off like magic. Could you have fathomed? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a very fun thing to witness. But your dad was just, like, you know, very candid with you in the sense of, like, it's all going to, it's all yeah. crazy dangerous. Yeah, well, I think everybody um, that I, that's aware of that, of, like, my dad being, like, a pretty straight straight edge dude but also having had those like rock and roll experiences they all everyone's just like he's fucking lying to you dude but <laughs> i mean i believe it because he not to put too much of his business out but he kind of grew up in a household with uh people abusing substances and mm. it's yeah. very very much like anti that so that can be all it takes for some people yeah, yeah. so uh yeah so i'm not saying everyone should smoke weed bef- just so that they can like <laughs> you know, preach about it to younger people or whatever. I'm just, just I'm simply saying <laughs> the amount of misinformation that was given out oh, to yeah. me, I think was more destructive than anything else. Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. if I had never been educated on drugs, I don't think I would have been so keen, been so fervent about doing <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I just want to say that. So like my, so the reason why I guess I am the way I am too, is because my mom, 
is a registered nurse mm. and she works in uh, the ER. So she see and usually in bigger cities. So she sees a lot of drugs and it was a very like open discussion. She graduated college when I was four. Mm. So like we always talked about it around the yeah. dinner table. And that's her every day. That's her every day. And then also like I inappropriately watched reality TV only <laughs> whenever I was a kid. Like mm. the house bunny what was, was the first one you started with. You remember, like, what, what, was, what kicked it off? You know, the House Bunny. Yeah. Or not the House Bunny, the Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door. Ooh. Oh, the yeah. Hugh Hefner one. Yeah, yeah, with all the blondes. I totally, yeah. 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 And it was remember just, that. like, a thing. Like, we, my mom, she also, oh. like, watching, like, the surgery show. So I, like, see, and it, this was, like, 2004, 2005. So I, I would see, like, breast implants for, like, a big thing yeah. at, around that time. And, like, plastic surgery, like, the little dogs in the purse, which is why we got Chloe. I've, I've had her since then. And uh, not since I was five, but since around that era. But um, anyways, <laughs> nothing was censored. We we love Cops, too. Cops the show. Is, Cops is so good. You, know, you sit down, you watch Cops for six hours. Yeah. Drink five or six beers. That's that, a fucking yeah. great afternoon. That show is so different now yeah <laughs> like yeah. Wa- like watching oh, dog. Yeah. watching in, any of that as a kid you're like yeah get the bad guys it was but, definitely a, yeah, but, perception but now when you watch it it's like let him oh go. man I'll let him go that guy i don't know they, what he's going through they're just like yeah the guy that fucking didn't put his turn signal on is about to go oh, back to go. prison yeah and it's like his family is getting torn apart well they like I, I, re- I remember because I started I kept watching it through high school and I was like they're really just showing like the good guys oh, right yeah. now like nobody wants to be caught on TV and then dude, you know, dude the I'm, cops editor has blood on his hands yeah, man, yeah. for sure the guy oh, who edited that show big time actually oh, yeah. there's, there's a whole inside but you can't even find that cast name there's a yeah. whole inside <laughs> job, job about it because the um, sh- you know sheriff is an elected position mm-hmm. so uh, sheriffs all over the country have brought cops in essentially as a like a campaign tool for themselves. Yeah. So they use highlight real type stuff. Yeah, 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 in the media and in, on local news to do um, just like a massive, essentially paid campaign where they get the network to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they get so much access, and mm-hmm. that's why you get so much weird shit going on. Have you all ever seen Live PD, by the way? Which is I don't believe kind of no. more, more modern version. I don't think so. Live PD is interesting because it's live, mm-hmm. of course. Wait, so you're saying, like, whatever happens is right that fuck in front of you. Like, yeah, whatever it's... goes down. Like, they could, that guy could, like, anybody could, like, shoot somebody else or whatever. Like, it would happen on TV. Yeah, but the the it's, like, run off of body cams that are streaming, so when you... So there's like is the footage is it clear that it was like good quality like you know 1080p for you know no. 4K video like some of, some of it is some of it's not it's, it can be hit, hit or miss but from what I understand there's a there's so there's like a control room some probably fucking LA or wherever and yeah, it's like the director for and, the football games pointing at the cameras where they go and stuff. yeah exactly so they'll like tune in they'll be like let's see what's going on it's and like fucking, a Sims game oh yeah him. oh totally that person that, that person he's feels playing fucking, Sims like God I bet. <laughs> But it, I bet they have to get back to work. But it's super, it's super <laughs> pro cop too, though. Oh, so be, like, yeah. whenever shit's going down, like really bad, and the cops are starting to look bad, they're like, and now we're going to Kansas oh, City. Let's see what else is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so they, it's just, like I saw one where they were, uh, I don't know where they were, it's like rural South somewhere. They go up to some dude who's like on his porch, and they're like, "Hey, we got a complaint about someone being drunk over here," and he's like, well, "I am drunk, but this is my house," and. uh kind of just me here and they like Get on, come man. up on his porch and they're like you're, you're fucking you're drunk dude you yeah, like can't be here and he's like 
who called the cops? Were well, you sure it's my house? Because <laughs> what's going on right now? It's just me here, and they fucking throw him off his porch, oh, hell and then he's just like, uh, like can't get up off the ground. You better catch like a seven million dollar settlement. I want he's, some, he's not gonna. I, I mean, he might. So. He might get something, but yeah. those are just Dude, in a town in a community that's small. You don't want to be watching live PD with your family and like go up and get some ice water, and then with your back turned, everyone in the room's like, "Oh no, oh no!" You know that would suck. <laughs> you would just go up to your room, I guess. And now some douchebag <laughs> getting water in the kitchen, and yeah. your family's just watching you about to get your basket. There has to be some. So I brought that. Okay, enough <laughs> about cop shows. Enough about cop shows. I was saying about the drugs <laughs> thing was one of the shows that I watched as a kid was Intervention, mm. and um, that like it was it, but it's quite interesting. Like I liked uh, watching like the the intervention process and like and more so like the part before that when they're like doing all the drugs and I'm like yeah or like there was this lady <laughs> who was so much of an alcoholic that she I think I remember this. she but keep going please <laughs> there's so many alcoholic episodes wait there's a lady who's an alcoholic who was so much of one that when she didn't have alcohol she just drank Listerine yeah, I, I know people that have done stuff. Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking the same that's episode. A thing. You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. She, she would just drink Listerine. So yeah. that's what I mean by, like, I, luckily I was doing, watching that instead of, like, taking my advance or my, like, D.A.R.E. program in school and being True. like, I will never do drugs. Because I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But oh, gosh, it man. turned out that I didn't. And um, Yo. I, is that something you're sort of basking in now? Is, like, is your drug era, like, Today is that something you're enjoying? No, no. Okay. What? We can like I, I won't ever do like any hard drugs. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. my glass ceiling is like mushrooms. I saw you yeah. hit the blazy the other night at five two nine. Cover the mic. Somebody was <laughs> stop the waves. Somebody was somebody was like uh. I hit it too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's what happened. So somebody at five two nine, I was hanging out with them because I have a crush on their friend. Very nice. And their friend is like, uh, hey, do you want this? Like, we're done with it. We, we're, we're done with it so you can have as much as you want. So your crush handed you it, passed it you the blazy. And the person who owns it <laughs> told me that I could I could hit it as much as I want. Nice. So I just That's did sweet. it. Yeah. As, as right. I kept doing it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, my roommate's right there. Can he have some too? That's <laughs> a good... Next thing you know, your buddy's in it. That's yeah. how it goes. That man. was a good move. You know, you let anything go. That was a good move, though, yeah. because I think after that, you, you, it, you know... They started closing the bars. You were kind of like, okay, like I've had my fun. Time yeah, to yeah. go, we go did get it. some sleep. We did the thing. Whereas me, I was like, oh yeah, they I, they pushed my work back to 11 a.m. tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna hang out. No, all night. I wanted to keep going, <laughs> but then I started getting sick because Martin was driving. No, we were going to another place. Martin, 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 Martin the guy of the hour, yeah, drove me to this other event okay Nat, natalie's house okay and then i was he was like all right it's time to get out and i was like, like on, asleep in the car <laughs> oh, no. and then he was like uh so i'm gonna take you home and i was like okay because so because i just responsible yeah. he did text me that though he's like just let you know i'm taking jada home too i'm like yeah I mean, we're roommates, but yeah. you don't need my permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what, buddy? That sounds good to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but also, he I is a you. great guy. Yeah, that's a lovely thing to He's do. Good, yeah. 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 Good dude. Good, good dude. guy. Good guy. So we're, this is the guy who's good guy. on the date. Oh, good fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, she's yeah. going to get home. Yeah. She'll be fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's good at giving. Uh, Dude, she, he rides. gives rides. Yeah, yeah. she'll be. She gets to the house. She wakes up morning. It's all chill. You know, good for yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we did her interview, and you know, she. We're gonna have to do it another time again because I was outside screaming. No, no, we. She just. We weren't here long enough to do a good like long episode. That's why I added you onto it because. Oh, there we go. We're doing just we're filling up that time. I, I'll be here. I'll talk. That well, it's getting a little long now. Um, yeah, we. we you, know, you feel ready? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, man, I want to smoke another uh, <laughs> bowl, and then we'll be on our way. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right. right. Well, <laughs> bowl of knowledge. That's right, yes. No name for now, since we have to, uh, Brandon, yes. uh, since, <laughs> since we have to, uh, since you told a story about your uh, soon-to-be fiancé. Yes. So, yes. We'll, we'll keep your name anonymous. It's not Brandon. Well, I appreciate you for that, for sure. And uh, it's going to be a lovely time to marry the crap out of that girl. Yeah. We can't wait to see it. I can't wait to plan the wedding. <laughs> well, this has been another segment of Grow the Fuck Up. I'm Jada Andrews. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.